0: Hey, monkeys. Hey, everybody. Uh, Hold on. It's too warm. Hold on. Stay right there. Uh, Alright, that's better. I don't care about background noise. You know why? Because I'm under the weather. I'm just downright sick. And it's hot in Los Angeles. And I'm in no mood. Um, However... I am cheered by the fact that, at long last, I've been able to get Kari Walgren on the Snark Monkey Podcast. Voice actor extraordinaire. Every possible animated, anime, video game etc. thing that you can think of, she's done a voice in it. Um, wow. Super talented, super fun, and uh, rather silly. And we explain in the podcast how this is a take two of an original, somewhat aborted attempt at getting together and having a conversation. We'll explain that as we uh, get into it. But really fun stuff, and if you are a fan of uh, voice acting, if you are aware of the people that do it, and if you are a fan of Kari's because of whether a Star Wars, Final Fantasy, Rick and Morty, Phineas and Ferb, uh, Fooly Cooley, whatever your obsession may be, I think you'll get a kick out of this. Hey, please, if you would, if you... (coughs) Did I mention I'm sick? Uh, If you would, follow us on Twitter at TheSnarkMonkey. Also like our Facebook page and you can always find all sorts of entertaining interviews, chats, discussions, conversations, whatever you want to call them, with very cool, creative people uh, on SnarkMonkey.net. And um, subscribe on iTunes, please, would you? And rate it. Rate it high. Rate it with as many stars as they allow. If they let you add a sixth one, go for it. In fact, petition iTunes by saying, Hey, you know, the Snark Monkey podcast is so much better than every other podcast that I love they're all five stars don't get me wrong i'm not denigrating the other ones but this snark monkey deserves a sixth one i think you uh apple people should create a sixth star just copy that phrase down everybody email it into itunes all right here we go um oh boy maybe it's the medication that's making me this way Yeah. So enjoy. This is great. Uh, Kari Walgren, episode number 50 something. Don't make me do numbers today. It's on the thing. (laughs) Here we go.
1: At a good angle, or do I need to angle more so that I'm?
0: Yeah, I, I understand. You're probably not familiar with mic technique. Um, oh snap! Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, see, oh
1: see? my gosh! Thank you. You you, you totally you can, just you, ran with that. You can <laughs> volley at
0: me, and I will volley right back, Missy. Uh, 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 maybe you're not familiar with this phrase. Could you give me a level, Kari? Oh, uh,
1: what does that mean? Uh. Ha- ah. Okay. <laughs> Check. Testing one two three.
0: All right, and this is me, 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 me. It's all about me. One two three.
1: It's mostly about you.
0: No, you, you, you. no, you, you, you. See, we're joking here because Kari Walgren is perhaps the queen of the voiceover world, especially (laughs) when it. What that was. That's that wasn't meant. That one wasn't a joke. That That, was actually serious.
1: I'm. I'm sorry. I laughed out of out of uh, blushing. Or
0: at least the duchess. I mean, you're definitely royalty if there is... A, such a thing in the hierarchy of the voiceover world?
1: I rent space in the palace. How's, how's that for the.
0: <laughs> You've got an office in the basement.
1: <laughs> I've got an office in the basement. Um, I've got my own stapler.
0: And in, in the full castle. transparency here, we should uh, admit right up front that um, we're acting ridiculous with each other, even though this is the only, the second time we've ever met. Because the first time we met, we actually did a whole podcast and. Um, it then, was awful. No, it wasn't. It was, it was just a weird day. It was uh, equipment was weird, and and we we were in one studio and got kicked out and had move to move to. By Beach Boys. Well, that was the second studio where suddenly there were people pacing outside the window, go, looking at their watch, going, "We've got so and so from the Beach Boys coming in." Right. I was like, Which well,
1: you know that there's nothing that puts you in your place on the food chain of. <laughs> Of uh, entertainment, like being, you know, having someone say to you, can you get out, please? Because we have a beach boy waiting.
0: Yeah. Now, if it had been creative genius um, musical legend Brian Wilson is coming in, we would have gone, oh, well, okay, you know, we will. Right. Exactly. Genuflect and walk out. But it was one of the beach boys was what we got. (laughs) So that could have been.
1: We don't. Yeah. We don't know who that was. Yeah.
0: It could have been one of the lesser beach boys. They added like it could have been John Stamos, for all we know. Uh, was all, he
1: in the Beach Boys? I'm kidding.
0: He well, he, play, he did. He was always playing with them. You know Full House. You enjoyed Full House. Right? I love
1: how you just assume that I enjoyed Full House. Did
0: you enjoy Full House?
1: I, I had been known to watch it from time to time, yes. You watched
0: the whole thing. Candace
1: Cameron had very perfect side <laughs> ponytails. Come on now.
0: I knew it. Did you watch Fuller House on Netflix?
1: No, I no? did not. I wasn't I wasn't that hardcore. okay However, I did get to see um, oh, the little gal from it dance on dancing with the stars.
0: Oh wow! Okay, yeah. yeah, your boy, you've you've lost me on this one, right? She I, was. Uh... I admit I brought up the Full House thread here, but I but I right. but I'm off. I'm and done.
1: My I'm I'm too old to completely know my pop culture references, but one of the gals from Full and Fuller House was on Dancing with the Stars. My parents are huge fans. I know a guy, so I got him tickets.
0: <laughs> Look at you pulling the power, the strings of power in Hollywood. That's
1: right. I, I traded For in my personal stapler.
0: <laughs> From so, my
1: basement in the castle.
0: So anybody listening, maybe you're getting uh, an understanding now of why we trashed the first podcast,
1: right? <laughs> or you may never hear this one the um, way it's going. <laughs> no,
0: no, no, we got some time to decide. We can pull it out of the fire. Right. No, th- I'd rather actually talk like this than just blah blah blah. Yeah. But your career is fascinating. Let's let's get some of the basics out of the way. And so many of these questions I've asked you before. And plus, people can just read your Wikipedia page and get all this down. But you're a Kansas girl. I am. Uh, the great heartland of America. Yes. Wheat fields and cattle and...
1: Oh, as far as the eye can see.
0: We're uh, And Hoisington?
1: Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, a very tiny town. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's where Did I... Did you
0: live there for any length of time or is that just birthplace?
1: Um, you know, it was not the birthplace, but it oh. was where I spent most of my growing up years.
0: So, paint a paint a picture of Hoisington Gant. It's hard not to say that without going Hoisington. He- he- um,
1: okay, I'm going to I'm going to paint the perfect picture
0: for All right. You. All right.
1: Red brick streets down Main Street. No. One stoplight. Big scandal when they added two.
0: <laughs> but the which eventually was up in arms about that. In,
1: in in fact, I think they eventually took it down. I don't know what I, yeah.
0: <laughs> the public demand was so That's great. That's right,
1: the outrage. I, you know, and now I don't now I don't know. But then and then when you got to the edge of town, there was a Dairy Queen and oh, then yeah. wheat fields across the street. And to just add an epilogue to this idyllic little picture. Yeah. After I moved to LA, The town got hit by an F4 tornado, and it destroyed over a quarter of the town. Oh, no. Which was, it was heartbreaking because when I went back to visit my parents, you know, you recognize things by landmarks. Oh, there's that house with the red door. Right. That's across the street from that big Especially elm Especially in something so
0: small. It's, yeah. It, it's the only thing you know. There's, there's just a handful of things that will, like, you exactly. remember and yeah, it was, indelibly.
1: it was gone. It was oh. completely flattened. It was like being in, a, in a, a foreign town that I had never been in before because I just recognized nothing. It was all... Flattened, but, yeah. but uh, Kansas
0: and then damn tornadoes and
1: those darn tornadoes, uh, yeah. But uh, but it was an amazing place to grow up. Like yeah. you know, getting to ride your bike to the to the pool and right. uh, catch fireflies, like all of that corny stuff. Like it was a wonderful place to grow up.
0: Yeah, I didn't grow up in a tiny town, but I grew up in a place that was small enough and isolated enough that um, a I never have any interest in needing to go back there. <laughs> But I do look back on, I'm really glad I had that upbringing yeah. for certain reasons. I feel like that if I had, I don't know, grown up in L.A. or a big, bigger city, I just would have a different perspective. And I was in Texas, and so if similarities from the standpoint of, you know, people are hospitable. There's this kind of natural, kind of robust feel about the people who have, you know, pride in their place and that sort of thing. There's a bunch of stuff that I'm glad to have left behind about some people's attitudes there um, there is some of that small there. some small-mindedness but I, I'm really glad I have that in my background even though I have no desire to actually live in a place like that again
1: it's hard to yeah. once you once you move somewhere much much bigger and and more diverse and and all of that it's hard to imagine if you could go back to that. So I don't know if I could now, but yeah. but uh, I'm like you. I'm really grateful I came well, from that. Well,
0: I know people I went to high school with who are still there in Odessa, Texas, who have basically lived there their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And, I, and while I don't, you know, judge that, uh, I, I I guess I was just so ready to kind of experience other stuff. So when you look back on that time, you must have some affection for it. But w- were you one of those that was just, just absolutely itching to get out or... Did it take something else?
1: You know, I I was never one of those people that was thinking, I hate this town and I have to get out. It was more, I am going to do bigger things. Right. It It was more of that, I am here now, but one day I shall... Because you,
0: know. you aspired to acting, actually, right? Yeah. And you studied theater at studied uh, theater University of Kansas.
1: Uh yes. Is it sir. all
0: Is that Jayhawks? Yes,
1: it is. Oh, my rock God. chalk.
0: Go Jay! <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Rock chalk, rock chalk Jayhawk.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay.
1: And and you know what? One of my superpowers, little known fact. One of my superpowers Ooh. is to be able to find the one Kansas person or. KU person in any crowd that I'm in
0: just uh, with no gear on or anything like that but you can
1: sometimes the gear triggers
0: it right
1: but then also just it'll pop up in conversation and literally this is this is not just you mean the... you
0: just gravitate to them or you can be in a crowd and you can point to somebody and go that's a Jayhawk person they
1: they kind of gravitate towards me uh-huh and 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 this is not just the continental US this has happened to me in Australia, <laughs> New Zealand. And England to name three places offhand.
0: Everywhere. Yes. Um, how big is basketball there? I mean, is it is it religious like? Yes. Yeah.
1: It is, it is so intense that literally the original James Naismith rules of basketball, like the parchment that he typed out or wrote out the rules of the game of basketball. <laughs> Were on display in the museum for a limited amount of time mm-hmm. in in Kansas City, and then the college bought them so that they could be on permanent display. Oh, wow! And I think I think it was down to a buyer from Duke and a buyer from KU. Oh man! And so the the guy that was trying to get KU to buy them was like, "Do you want it to go to somebody from Duke?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they, they raised money. And they it. raised boosters. Stepped up. They and,
1: stepped up, and they're like, "This, this shall not pass." You know,
0: <laughs> that's serious.
1: Yeah. So it's it's hardcore.
0: I can imagine, like you know, the King Tut tour from years ago. It's like <laughs> lines around the block of Kansans, Kansans, just waiting to get a glimpse of the Naismith scrolls.
1: I flew back from you California not, to see them. You did not. Yes. I did. You did. You not. know what? I I kind of cushioned it under the guise of, oh, I'm going back to see my parents and do this thing, but no, it was to see that exhibit.
0: Um, were you at any point involved in team sport? I mean, you're you're not. You are a uh, um, a a a wee individual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bless your heart. You get major, major a, points for that. Trying to
0: find a better. You're short. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. We is nice. Uh, I'm but, short. but, you know, small uh, packages, blah, Scrawny. blah, blah. Yeah, you can... Uh, what? Did you have like a, a, like a sweet jumper? Did you have an outside shot?
1: I will say, okay, I will say... You I, did play. You I, had to have played. I played basketball for one season, and it is the only time that my parents have sat me down and said, Maybe you should try something else. <laughs> because I just was a... We individual. And I was not hitting the mystical puberty like other girls of my age were. So I was just getting knocked onto the ground repeatedly to the point where I wore knee pads all the time and they kind of made me... (sighs) Look like a little ant wearing these huge, yeah, like it was not good. Was
0: was going through growth spurts, right? And poor Kari is exactly the same. Exactly,
1: and still to this day have have not hit that growth spurt, but that's okay.
0: But huge in stature.
1: Oh, I love it! Thank you so
0: much. (laughs) Uh, So, at what point did the inkling of performing? you know, funny voices, acting, any of that stuff come into play. The thing on your Wikipedia page just says you had a fascination for Disney princesses or something like Who that at an early the Wikipedia age. Wikipedia stuff? I, I don't know. I it's, will, it's pretty interesting.
1: It's weird, and I will tell you this, that I had a fan on a plane once recognize me, and she took my picture, and that is now my Wikipedia <laughs> picture, and I cannot, <laughs> through all of my powers— <laughs> get that taken down. That's
0: true. It's you sitting on a plane. I remember thinking, well, that's an odd uh, picture to use. And nothing in a studio, the years of headshots that you've taken down. I have done. literally
1: done everything but try to sell my soul to get that picture taken down. And uh, so I will put it out to your listeners that if anybody can replace it with anything else... I would really appreciate that.
0: Now, really be careful with what you're saying there. Okay. Replace if it with If anybody can else. replace
1: it with something better than a picture of me on a plane.
0: Mm-hmm. that That is a picture of Kari and not, it, again, you got to be, yeah. re, when you're talking to internet people, you got to be real specific. A better picture of her. Or a
1: more now. attractive celebrity. <laughs> you can also put that up, do, too. Wait, do you have
0: any suggestions to, to throw in there?
1: Charlize Theron, oh, okay. Reese Witherspoon.
0: All right. Yeah. All of those would work. Those would
1: work. Yeah. But I would really like that that picture down.
0: It is kind of it's like a bad flash that you didn't expect. <laughs> it's like, oh, hi, thanks for taking my picture. That's what it looks like. <laughs> so
1: okay. So what's the worst thing that's been put out on the internet that y- of you?
0: Um, I actually, uh, um, nothing like what you've gone through because n- nobody knows or cares who I am. Um, that's but not true. But I did just have, for the first time. That's not s-
1: true, Leroy. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> <sighs>
0: uh, um,
1: I'm sorry, I'm such a jerk.
0: A, no, no, no. Believe me, it's coming back.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: You lobbed it. I'm just waiting to get up to I the. I did. Net.
1: I softballed it, and and, and
0: oh, I'm gonna smash that baby down. Ooh. It's coming though. Uh, <laughs> no, this just happened uh, last week. I had a woman reach out to me on Facebook, uh, direct message, saying, uh, asking me about my profile and a picture on my site, because apparently somebody grabbed one of my profile pictures, created their own pro- profile, used the name Larry Morgan. And this is, I think she's in the Midwest somewhere, Wisconsin or something. And she was um, conversing with this person. And then when she started poking around a little bit more, noticed that this guy didn't have a bunch of friends and stuff. She recognized that the picture was one in my group of photos. I guess, I don't know how she made that connection. So she was asking me, is Is that picture of you or someone you know, or do you have a twin brother? She even wanted to know. Whoa! So I go look for this Larry Morgan. Sure enough, it's one of my photos as this stranger's profile, Um, and I report it um, because it was not me. I did not create that profile. So it comes to pass. She says um, she feel she even asked me, "Am I being catfished?" And I said, "I think you might be." Because that is not me. That wow. is not my profile. I do not know who created that. And then she revealed to me via uh, instant message again about the fact that this, whoever this was, got her to give them $5,000. No! And for a second, I was afraid she thought it was me, like, having these dual, you know, profiles. But I said, you go to Facebook, report what happened. Uh, they have my report. I didn't know that before I oh, reported, and so gosh. it was pulled down. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. That's the only thing that anybody's ever kind of used my name and face for. It's so strange.
1: It, and doesn't it just make you feel really gross?
0: Well, it's that whole violated thing of, some, it was easy enough for somebody to just kind of randomly go pick my name and my picture and make it their own for yeah. a little while. And I didn't know until this woman kind of tracked me down.
1: I had that happen on Twitter a, a few times before I got verified, and you know, people. What, what?
0: Why? Why? What is that? It's just people living vicariously in your stead.
1: You know, I just think for some people, uh, unless you know five thousand dollars is involved, that's a you know oh. a, incentive there to to. Uh, yeah, I know. If you're just trying someone. to scam people. Yeah. If you're trying to scam someone. But but other people, I think any attention is good attention. So, you know, Oof. it's gross. The internet.
0: Um, the I internet. Mean, look, you've gotten to a point now where you have, you're, you're part of the Final Fantasy universe. You're part of the Star Wars universe. You are part of the Disney universe. You couldn't be included in more rabid fan base areas (laughs) so each of those areas has its own extreme level of fandom to the point where look this is animation voice acting um you guys are kind of unsung heroes of acting because you literally are not seen in any of the work you do and yet people know your names And track you down and have, and respond and find you on airplanes. And And find you on airplanes, yeah. So you must have, you must see the kind of this strange side of that world when you feel relatively anonymous. You would like to be recognized for your work, and then you get recognized in a very weird way sometimes.
1: It's it's very strange. I mean, it's a— uh,
0: And you're a woman, and you're attractive, so that oh, throws in thank a— thank you. No, that wasn't you're a compliment. Um, you could
1: be lying right now because, you know, it's radio and—
0: Well, I'm saying f- some people might find you attractive.
1: Yeah, some people.
0: Um, so that,
1: oh, that, that— There it was. There it was. Yeah.
0: It was. It was my
1: nose. Now I'll never be a teen model. You just lobbed that hard.
0: It wasn't that hard. It could have been a lot worse. It was gently lobbed. It was. It was a nudge over the net that you couldn't reach, um, and not true.
1: Oh, my gosh. What? And that was, like, just the double that I couldn't reach it. Oh.
0: Oh, not I'm not oh. saying because your arms are short or anything. That was just... I'm it not was, saying
1: you're stunting.
0: <laughs> it was just a good... I'm it's saying just... it was a good shot. <laughs> not that you... Oh, man. This is awesome. This, this is, is great. never going out.
1: It is, it is just like... Brrr, no. brrr, brrr, flames. Flames?
0: No. But... As a person with that kind of fame and in those worlds, and also I, I feel for what I'm saying is I feel for women who probably get the creepiest crap from people. Um, well it anyway, is, it
1: is interesting because um, voiceover in some ways is a very anonymous. Career, Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it can be a little frustrating because you know you work on these huge projects and stuff like that, and then you you know you go to a convention and and you know the staff is like, "Ma'am, you can't go back there." And it's like, "I'm a a guest. I'm here (laughs) actually to sign things." So so sometimes there are just moments where you're like, "Come on!" But then the anonymity is really nice. You can. You know, you can walk down the street. I can't imagine what it's like for people yeah. that can't leave their home without being, you know, right. Barraged. This uh,
0: Just last week, I'm reading yet another Jennifer Aniston thing where she, it's like, really? Can you guys not leave this woman alone? She's yeah. been dealing with this since friends and it's never stopped. Yeah. So you that's not a normal life. You can't be normal.
1: And I, I would not want that. Yeah. I, I well, would who does? not uh,
0: I mean look, we all have egos to a certain extent. We would love to be recognized and we love it when people I mean I nobody knows who I am, but every once in a while people recognize my voice from the radio and that's that's a really good feeling yeah, that somebody's great. even paying attention and knows who that who who that person is.
1: And what we do is so um, you know, you're in this dark room and usually you're by yourself or you have one engineer or something like that. So, so every once in a while when you hear that something that you did touched someone or meant something to them, that's a wonderful feeling. Right. So that connection with the fans is great. You know, the, when you meet people at conventions or, you know, social media, that's been the, the best thing about Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram, because people can actually reach out and say, Hey, you know, that, Show that you did got me through a really tough time, and you think, Oh wow, I yeah. was just in this studio by myself, and it's nice to know that it went out there and made a difference somehow.
0: Well, that also goes to your talent, too. And this is a genuine compliment, so uh-huh. d- I don't think I'm gonna, you know, like have a little twist at the end. But um, if you can resonate with people, I have a son who's been a gamer since he was a kid, it's mm-hmm. just his generation, and he and his buddies he's in his 20s now, and he and his buddy still kind of make this big defense to me of these stories are amazing. These performances are good. They get really wrapped up in these things emotionally to Mm -hmm. the point where they literally get emotional. And uh, as an actor, you have to be that good. You have to, you know, sit in a room with a microphone, many times not even with the other actors around you or anyone to interact with. You have to emote. You have to kind of create these worlds. You have to create these characters that go into this thing that you have no control over ultimately and it comes out the other end as something that powerful that does speak to your talent in terms so it's it must be really nice to hear that you know a game had an impact on somebody or an animated anything had that kind of impact on somebody
1: yeah it 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 really does i was talking to someone was um talking to me about Skyrim the other day, and I played Vex in Skyrim, and that was a that was a character that you know a lot of people like and and this guy was talking about his experience playing that game and was literally tearing up yeah. and talking about his emotional experience playing that game and and wow, you just think, oh my gosh, that's so cool that that meant something to you, so. Uh,
0: My son studied acting at Boston University, and when he did his, whatever they call the senior project, they create basically a showcase for themselves. It's like a a half hour with a bunch of different scenes, and he did a scene from The Graduate, and he did something classic, um, and then he got to end it with anything he wanted to, and he did a speech from one of the Final Fantasy games. Wow! And his buddy and and now roommate in New York Ben was sitting just a row ahead of me and I saw Ben start to his body heaving and oh my god cuz he knew what the speech was cuz basically it was a kind of a farewell to friends kind of thing it was uh, it was this it was like the wrap up of one of the Final Fantasy games. And this guy, this kid Ben, had played this, knew the speech, and started sobbing in the middle oh, of it. Oh,
1: goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um,
0: and I had to ask, what was that? And he told me, and I was like, nerd. Uh, but, yeah.
1: but it's, you know what? In some ways, it's the modern day Shakespeare. Yes.
0: No, it's that. I mean, that, that sounds ridiculous, and yet. You have to give credit to those writers and to the imagination they create. They're not just doing two-hour movies. They're creating entire worlds and worlds. universes. And you guys are, are a part of that. It's not just, I mean, there's a lot of grunting and oofing and things yeah. like that. But you do, <laughs>
1: and we do all of that, and by that's, the way.
0: Well, that's the weirdest part of your job. But you have to create a real human being out of those characters. Yeah. And you've obviously done that.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So, so tell me, let's actually go back a little bit to the idea that you did make a transition because you had this focus on it. You did want your face to be seen. You did want to be on stage. Were you thinking more theater when you were going to school or because you did come to L.A. at some point to pursue acting, right? Were well, you thinking on camera stuff? What was the goal?
1: You know, the weird thing is, is that I always knew that I wanted voiceover to be part of my career. Okay. Um, I well,
0: how, w- at what point did you recognize that?
1: This is so strange, but as a child, I would be watching cartoons and I had this sense that someone was doing the
0: voices. You just knew it.
1: And so See, I So no
0: kids know that.
1: It's it's very strange, yeah, but yeah. I I just I I knew someone was doing the voice of Snow White and I thought I could be Snow White one day. I could be that voice and so I would, you know, act these things out around the house, and from a, a very so early so you're age, coming
0: at it from. I don't want to be Snow White. I want to be the person that is being Snow. You actually yes have that cognitive.
1: Yes, it's very strange, but I <laughs> wow. swear that it's true.
0: At what age are we talking? Um, right around the time your basketball career went into the toilet. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, that was that was much <laughs> later. <laughs> I I want to say like six, yeah. seven years old
0: interesting
1: and and to the point where when i was a kid like i would start recording myself on a tape recorder and then i would start researching who was casting things literally what? into and so i would start mailing out my cassette tapes and it's just bizarre because
0: how did you become a i mean you you okay so you just intuitively knew that but how did you research that at that point? How did you find out about that stuff? Well,
1: back in my day, we had bookstores, and there were books.
0: <laughs> That's well. I didn't want to say that had to be before the internet, Kari, uh, but it was before the internet. Um,
1: it was before the internet, Larry. <laughs> It was uh, look. I've been there. I'm okay. that old. I am
0: way ahead of you <laughs> on that. There, I remember cords on phones, people. So that's I remember
1: smart. getting my first email account and being like, holy crikey, you <laughs> mean somebody gets this immediately? This
0: is crazy." Yeah, the twenty minutes it took to connect to AOL, and then <sighs> my wife yelling at me, "Are you on the internet? I need to use the phone, right?" Thought, Disconnect. Oh, <laughs> I'm ancient. Um, but yeah, I would I would literally
1: go to bookstores, and you know they would they would have books and and
0: yeah, they, and and yeah, they actually the entertainment they used to put out directories of agents. Yeah, and casting they put out directories,
1: people. and you know this is and this is more kind of when I got into middle school, junior high. You know, Batman the Animated Series was a show that really influenced me. So you could get a book, and it would list this this is the person that voice right, directed right. it, and this is you know.
0: Wow, that is so specific in terms of, and what's interesting is that I talk to so many people here creatively, and obviously, you know, you were pursuing acting and on camera at one point, but that early on, most people start out thinking they're going to be something and then life just takes a turn Yeah. and it becomes something related, but completely different than what you aspired to. But here you are literally setting the table for what you're going to do. And understanding that very early on.
1: Well, I will, I will say that I, I mean, I always knew I wanted it to be part of what I was right. doing. But I never imagined that it would be the...
0: Like the main thing. The main thing yeah. or,
1: or, you know, as successful knock on lots of wood as it is right now um, so so yes you know when I was younger I was thinking oh I want to do Broadway you know stage work and and oh I want to do on camera work which, which I do still from time right. to time um, but when I moved out to Los Angeles it was with the idea of I'm going to pursue the TV and film work on camera and voiceover,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I got out to LA and I'm going on the auditions and for on-camera stuff. And and I'd been out in L.A. for about a year and just was getting such a bad attitude about, ugh, I'm going to these auditions and these really pretty girls that just can't walk and talk at the same time are like, oh, you're fantastic, yeah. (laughs) You know, it was just...
0: The worst cliches of L.A. are only experienced when you have to go do that process. Correct. Because you walk away from the industry and the rest of Los Angeles is a relatively normal place. It's just everyday people doing everyday things but if that's all you know it can be, it can feel it's just icky. It just just,
1: feels icky. That is exactly the word for it. So I was feeling icky after a year and I thought you know what I'm just going to take a little break from the on camera side of things and I'm going to focus all my energy on the voiceover side.
0: Any inkling while. to just go back and do something else? Or was there, I mean, like go back home or?
1: I did have, um, I had a moment where I'd been out in L.A. for about two and a half years, maybe a little longer. And I was having dinner with a friend of mine and I was very discouraged and uh and I was thinking about leaving because I, before I had moved out to L.A., I was actually having a pretty successful uh, professional theater career in Kansas City and was doing voiceovers and commercials and, you know, professional theater. And it was really going well for me in Kansas City when I decided to move to L.A. So I was really thinking, oh, I think I, I'm discouraged out here. I'm going to leave. But I can't quite look myself in the mirror and say I've given it my best shot if I don't give it at least five years in L.A. Okay, good. There's people,
0: a year is about the time, and I've seen this with, like, my son's friends, you you get out of a theater school, which is like a conservatory style thing where it's nothing but supportive Mm -hmm. and you've got nothing but like minds around you and same age and same dreams Mm -hmm. and everybody gets cast in something, you know, and then you walk out in that world you're describing and it is a it, intellectually you know how tough it's going to be, but it is hard. I mean yeah. it's just it's just a different thing and a year is about the time the the ones who just don't want to deal with it drop off and find another direction to go and can be very successful because they've got those tools they can use it in casting or management or or just going to insurance or right, whatever exactly so yeah there but so five years is an interesting choice to say I'll go through this crap. But I'll, let's really see what's going to get some traction.
1: And it's it's different for everybody. I mean, yeah. some people, it's ten years. Some people, it's yeah. a year. But I knew for me personally, it's like I can't really say that I have really given this a shot mm-hmm. unless I devote five years. And um,
0: what's the dumb stuff you're doing in between? Uh, the the little jobs that you do get in oh, what acting. What a great
1: question. Um, okay, well, I transferred from Kansas City out to L.A. with my Victoria's Secret retail job, so I know so much about bras and panties that it's uh, it's fabulous. Wow.
0: Yes. Can you can you just list off some attributes of one particular product that uh, if you were selling me something?
1: Well, ladies. Um,
0: here we go. Uh,
1: here, here it comes. Uh, statistically, over 80 to 85% of women wear the wrong bra size. Oh. So you should regularly measure yourself. Okay? <laughs> so you take a little tape measure and you put it under, right underneath your your... Your tatas, <laughs> just on the on the rib cage.
0: Is that a technical term that <laughs> they, they taught you in Victoria's <laughs> Secret?
1: That one, no, no. Okay,
0: all right.
1: The cherry bombs. Put it right underneath the cherry bombs, and measure and take that number. You know, whatever it is, and then you you take another measurement right over uh, the fun bags. And then you subtract those two, and and that'll give you like you know one is a, two is b, whatever right. so that's that's how you can find your your uh, your current bra size Wow. And, and it changes, ladies. It changes like three or four times through your lifetime, through pregnancy, weight loss or gain. Um, age,
0: yes. Age, um, all these things. That is some great practical information. I, and, and by the way, in true professional voice acting fashion, she acted this whole thing out physically. <laughs> <laughs> it's, look, voiceover is not just you standing in front of a microphone. It is truly a physical uh (laughs) effort that you have to make and she was doing it
1: that's right and and it's so funny but like i'm actually really passionate on to this day on this subject like i i really it's hard obviously it's still top of mind
0: for you right i because
1: i'll go in and and i'll i'll just go to victoria's secret and it's everything in me not to go up to a woman and say you're you're picking the wrong size (laughs) you need to remeasure sweetheart you're not a 34B as much as you may want to think so.
0: There's your next Wikipedia scandal. Uh, right. Yeah. Kari Walgren was escorted out of the Sherman Oaks Galleria for, <laughs> for, for harassing Victoria's Secret customers about for, buying. For
1: physically trying to, to remeasure a woman in a Victoria's Secret.
0: measuring at the Victoria's <laughs> Secret. That would actually would look great on Wouldn't your page. Wouldn't it be awesome? You know what? If somebody's out there and, and you're trying to replace her picture, also add that fake yeah. story. Please do. In two thousand six, everybody Walker, should
1: have one juicy rumor. Yeah,
0: right. Even if it's not,
1: even if it's not remotely true, especially true. if it's not remotely true, you should have that.
0: So besides, uh, so you did work at Victoria's Secret. Yes. So
1: I worked at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> I worked at, um, I worked as a receptionist at at production and post production houses. I worked at a children's karate school. Um. Did at, you, at the desk. Did
0: you, do you know martial arts? Have you trained in martial arts?
1: I, I trained in taekwondo, oh. but I was not a black belt. And and this school that I worked at was uh, for Shotokan Karate. Ooh. So uh, I could not teach the classes, but I would, you know, organize the belt tests for the kids. And I would print up their certificates when they would do things. And I would check them into classes, et cetera, et cetera. And knock on wood, I think... Oh, I cleaned... Here we go, kids. Here we go. I cleaned (laughs) toilets in a dance studio.
0: Oh, no.
1: Oh, yes. I say, oh, yes, because I so respect anybody that will put in an honest day's work to support their dreams. Right. Like, when somebody tells me that they're cleaning bathrooms to pay for their acting classes, I'm like, I have been there and I understand and I applaud you. Yeah. So
0: hey, Look, yeah, if look, if it's steady work and you know you're going to be needed because everybody gets to use the potty. Everybody? Um yeah. That, so yeah.
1: So I did a lot of things. Um Yeah, obviously. And then the uh So
0: within that 5 years, when did you what was the demarcation of here I am, I'm on my path. What was the kind of if you look back at it now, the thing that got the ball rolling, really?
1: Uh, I booked an anime cartoon series called FLCL, or Foolie Cooly, which is uh, still one of my most popular roles. Mm-hmm. And, and we were talking about fan bases, and the anime fan base is probably one of the most passionate that I've ever experienced. And
0: in this day and age, the ability to rediscover all of that stuff that doesn't feel... Aged or in the past, it, new generations are picking up on that all yeah. the time.
1: Yeah. And and for those out there that, that don't know, anime is basically cartoons that uh, were made usually in Japan and then they were dubbed or or subtitled. Uh, into English for English audiences, so I,
0: which is a bunch of what you've done over the which years, which
1: is which is very much what I started out doing because I booked this role in FLCL, and you know I just saw an ad for the audition and I booked the role and it ended up being this huge, successful character Haruko, yeah. and that led to a lot more anime work and and um, and I. Wanted to kind of also move into the U.S. animation, the Disney, the Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network uh, work. And so right around that time that I had that existential conversation with a friend of mine uh, about maybe moving back to Kansas, I booked my first Disney series, which was Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go. Mm-hmm.
0: And perhaps one of the greatest titles of anything ever. It
1: was so sad because by the time my dad finally learned how to say it, the show got canceled. So it, he he was just so heartbroken because he had finally like learned how to say it correctly.
0: And how many different configurations did he come up with on that? I mean, uh, I, 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 it's hard probably,
1: for me to say Probably, I think we did 52 episodes and he probably came up with 52 different ways to say it.
0: So... Uh, I'm in with anything with monkey in the title, right? If you can't exactly, tell. monkeys,
1: it's... robots. You have me. Oh, are you, you have me. At hello. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and the, and the funny Ooh, thing robots. is,
0: right? Sorry, go ahead. Right? Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and, and and the funny thing is that it was it was kind of an anime style Disney show. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of there was there was a nice bit of irony and delightful uh, full circle.
0: Mess so this about that really gets the ball rolling I mean basically you get so immersed in this you become go-to for so many of those people at what point was there someone who I, I always end up finding that there's a champion somewhere in the midst uh, somebody who recognizes what you can do and really kind of pushes things forward was there somebody in that in the casting world or somebody who just encouraged you in a way that that you think of that,
1: that's a wow that that's person? a great question you know over the years uh, throughout my lifetime, I've had a number of champions when I moved out to l a uh there was a, a very dear family friend who said, "You know when Carol Burnett got her start, someone wrote her uh an anonymous check to to help support her dream that's right and so he said, "I want to give you this check moving out to l a and um so that always stuck with me yeah. a lot that he did that and and very sadly he ended up committing suicide later mm-hmm. so i i feel like i feel like where i've gotten now sort of honors his memory in a way because yeah. he believed in me from the time i was 10 actually so so see but
0: that's the kind of thing that that just lets you know because so much of anybody starting out in a creative situation especially if you're removed from the business you you believe in yourself and have that hope and and all that stuff but you just need those little moments along the way just yeah. somebody else recognizing that you're not crazy Did um, you have
1: one of those did you have someone that you can
0: Uh oh I can I mean from the radio standpoint I it's actually someone who I'm Still very good friends with. He's my son's godfather. Oh. His name is John Clay, and he was a program director in Odessa, Texas, who says that he heard me on a week, like when I was first starting out, I was just doing weekends. I was doing one shift a week. I think I was 60. I don't know. I was really young. And I was stupid. I mean, I was just, I was trying to be an early version of Letterman hadn't even started yet. I was just being stupid. I was stealing stuff from other people, but I was just being goofy on the radio because it was Odessa, Texas. Who Nobody was giving me any guidance. <laughs> so I was doing really weird stuff on the radio and playing songs, but, you know, staying on the format. And I was working at a rival station, and he was driving back, and he says to this day, he said, oh, wow, look at that. They actually got somebody good on that stupid station.
1: That's awesome. And he
0: hired me away a summer later, and then... We became. He was a great mentor. Actually, so I can name a bunch of different radio guys who went through Odessa, Texas, and went on to work in really big markets because he was a great guide and a great. And he was. And the best thing about him was that he let you be who you were supposed to be. Wow. And then just, you know, gave you direction when you needed it. Um. And he went on to be quite successful in radio too. So yeah, I mean, I I can attribute uh, from my radio career somebody who just said, yeah, do what you do, that actually works, was huge for me because I was just being me and being stupid and just kind of experimenting, which is a great place to do it in a small market like that. So, you know, anytime, uh, and I see it with my son. I keep mentioning Alex, but I'm watching him go through a creative growth as a now he's doing music. And anyone who you've never met before or don't know who responds to what you do in a real genuine way? It does more than we can say to just encourage us to go. Okay, right. I'm not insane to think I can do this well, and and you there's never so know. much, yeah. There's like
1: what you say to somebody, right. how that could affect that person. So,
0: well, that's yeah. I mean, that's why I'm sure, um, unless you're just a cold, terrible person to up and comers. Terrible.
1: terrible. Um,
0: <laughs> you want to be. <laughs> I, I, I've. I have to kind of, I have people, not as much because radio is a dying business and nobody cares anymore, but for years people (laughs) wanted to break in or break into voiceover because I do a lot of commercials. You must have people approach you all the time with, how do I get started? How do I break in? And you want to be encouraging, but you can't help every single one of them. But every once in a while you must recognize that that same thing that there is a spark there there's something special
1: yeah um, you know pretty much daily people will yeah. will ask or write or, or something about how to get into uh, uh, voiceover and I will say to anybody who's listening and and wants that uh, there's an, an insanely talented guy in our industry called D Bradley Baker. Yeah. Any creature oh sound, any creature sound anywhere that you've heard is probably D. Yeah, he's ridiculous. And he's the clones on the Clone Wars yeah. cartoon. Well,
0: every weird animal in any every animated animal. thing anywhere. Yeah.
1: So he basically started a website and I think it's so you want to be a voice actor.com or you I want to be a voice actor.com. It's one of those two. We'll, get our, it.
0: we'll get our staff to There's look. There's this that magical
1: up. thing called Google. You can you can look <laughs> up D. Bradley Baker, yeah. and he started this website that is the most extensive beginner's manual to voiceover, uh, and uh, so you must start there. You must. That's start great. There that is a great tip. It's a great resource. Yeah. Um, Aaron Fitzgerald, who is another voice actress, has also just written a a book and uh, I think it's an ebook. And she said, you know what it's if once again, if you Google her, I wanna say that the book is called What Someone Would Tell You About Voiceover If They Were Me. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Google Erin Fitzgerald. She wrote a great book. Uh and those are a couple of resources that are really awesome for people that are wanting to start in the business.
0: Yeah, it it is a is a very attractive thing, especially for aspiring actors. In much the same way, when you came out here, you thought I can do this to supplement that, and you kind of have all the best of all these worlds. A lot of actors come to me saying, "I'd like to get into that too." And I, what what I don't think most people realize is how different it is, how really different it is than on camera.
1: It's so different, and and I they're
0: related. Th- but they're related. But it's a different animal.
1: But it's a there. There is a technical side to it that is um, very specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an artistic side of it that is specific.
0: Even just the physical environment is. I mean, I've had trained and wonderful actors walk into booths like in this building we're in right now and be lost. It's mm-hmm. just just the. The way the sound is dead and yeah. and approaching a microphone that closely when they're not used to doing that. And hearing their own voice, which you don't do when you're in the middle of acting in a scene. If you have headphones on, it throws people off. They're really lost. And it's interesting, too, how many great actors are being cast in these really high-profile yeah. feature films now. How much work that must take to get them to the point where they can feel free enough to do what they do. Yeah. Because you see those videos and they're just like going bananas, <laughs> and, and, you know. They're encouraged to be as physical as possible right. and that kind of stuff. But it's a diff- It's a whole different world.
1: It is. It, it's uh, it's very different. But I there are things about it that I really really love and find very empowering because um, you know you're not you're not pigeonholed by age um, right now. Literally, I'm doing everything from babies to grandmothers <laughs> and little boys' voices. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to really clarify where I was going yeah, I'm with so that. Glad so glad you added yeah. that word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that that there. can go that can go south yeah. really quickly.
0: Add that to our Wikipedia page.
1: No, yeah. huh? no, please don't add no, that don't, to Wikipedia. Please don't do please that. Please don't. No, but but it's it's really great because. Um, you know June Foray just won an Emmy for voice acting at age 90 yeah something so
0: and we're talking the voice of a lot of things but most famously um Rocky the Flying Squirrel yeah yeah Rocky and Bullwinkle
1: yeah she uh, she's a legend you yeah. know and she just won this and so there's a longevity to it and it's it's not so looks based Like the on camera side is. I've never, ever lost a voiceover job because of the size of my thighs. It's (laughs) so it's, it's as
0: far as you know, as
1: far as I know.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's true. And, um, and also once you're in and people, it seems like it's a very not, not exclusive, not like isolated world, but once you're in and people like working with you and know what you can do and know your range it's a small world yeah Yeah. they keep coming back to you because unlike being on camera they don't necessarily want to put the same person in different roles all the time because that you know on on television you can't necessarily do that unless you work in new york and you're on nine episodes of law and order over 12 years and play different characters so you also get to be so many different people
1: that they can come
0: back to you even on the same show exactly how many things are you listed on of one character and then additional voices, like your nine things in exactly. one show. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And that's and that's another reason that sometimes it's hard, harder for people to get in because you don't hire six different people for something; you hire two people to cover six different voices. So, you know, some people say, "Well, why is it so hard to break in?" Well, that's another thing: right. is that
0: because if you have any kind of range, you could be cast multiple times in the same project. Exactly. Um, it also seems like the voice acting world, and this is just a generalization. There's going to be exceptions in anything, but it seems less cutthroat, less competitive, and more, um, more supportive than the typical acting world. Like, you guys seem to be really close and really back each other up.
1: Yes. For the most part, I would say that the voiceover world is very supportive. That's a great word for it. Um, There are multiple examples of, you know, somebody approaching one of my friends about a a job, and they're like, you know, I can't do it, but here are three other people I know that could just knock this out of the park.
0: Now, see, where else in entertainment would you... Hear that? <laughs> I can't do it, but I know somebody who's perfect for it. Yeah, that's and, great.
1: And it happens a lot. Yeah. And you know, I, I think I think in general, there's an idea of there's enough work to go around, and the parts that are yours are going to end up being yours. Right. And, uh, You know, you you have a one or two bad apples in every bunch, but for the most part, it, it's a pretty pretty supportive.
0: Community. But that says a lot also, again, to the people who are making the decisions, like casting directors. If they hear something like that, they're going, well, that's somebody we'll want to work with because they were that cool about recommending somebody great.
1: You hope so. (laughs) All right. I'm going
0: to scan through your list of fabulous shows and I'm just going to get, I'm just going to go with animation. If I, I, you know, there's so many things you've done. Oh my gosh, the titles. I'll cut all this out. Literally the whole thing.
1: He's scanning IMDb, kids, as we speak. Um,
0: scanning. I just want your kind of your reaction to any of these, um, any of these quick memory. These, this is the quick answer portion of the podcast. And then I have some uh, wrap up questions, uh, a la James Lipton, except nowhere near as pretentious. <laughs> um, um,
1: it's funny. I can think of a couple that if you ask me, I have good stories, but I'm.
0: Well, why don't you? Okay, why don't you? How, well, how about Legion of Superheroes? Oh, or,
1: Legion of Superheroes! That was that was a cool one. Um,
0: Saturn Girl, Triplicate Girl, Shrinking Violet. Do you even remember these characters? I do <laughs>
1: actually. I, I remember them very much. It was a it was a WB show, and and we did a couple seasons of it. And you can find those now on iTunes, and they might be. They might be on Netflix, but I know they're on iTunes now, and it was cool because in years later, I just did um, one of the new Lego movies. It was uh, Lego Justice League: Chaos Clash or Cosmic Clash, and they brought me back to play Saturn Girl in that one. Oh wow! So
0: wow, the Saturn Girl came back. She came back. Uh, Phineas and Ferb is a great show.
1: I was little Susie, yes. Jeremy's little sister on that show and they wrote her into an episode and apparently she was kind of popular so they kept bringing her back into other episodes and <laughs> and boy was she fun
0: you've been on archer you've been on scooby-doo mystery incorporated uh kung fu panda
1: legends of Awesome, awesomeness oh, the tigress. tv show yes yeah.
0: can i hear a little of Tigris? tigress
1: Poe, if you want to be a Jedi <laughs> Jedi Master, I'm like totally oh, oops. crossing my streams. Now I just made a Ghostbusters. Don't cross the streams. Don't cross the streams. I love how I just completely facocked that entire thing.
0: Maybe that's a, a spinoff. That, uh, right? If we somehow get. Uh, doesn't Disney own uh, freaking Star Wars now? This is
1: what I was going to say. There Clearly, we I need to focus. Very nice.
0: Randy Cunningham, ninth grade ninja teenage mutant Ninja Turtles Star Wars the Clone Wars which put you in the Star Wars universe forever
1: I've also yes and I've also done three or four of the video games right so if you play the Old Republic right now I'm the the female Jedi Knight if you play as the female Jedi Knight and
0: uh Harvey Beaks Uncle Grandpa starva oh my Lord it just goes on at fairly odd parents Chloe which uh when the our first Go around, we were revealed I to the world. Yeah, I, I
1: wasn't sure. I think I was just able to announce it that I was the new character. Or, on or that was Odd why Parents. we were
0: holding on to the episode and then the. the time exactly.
1: Passed. So now I can announce <laughs> that <laughs> if you're watching the, the current season of Fairly Odd Parents, I am Chloe Carmichael.
0: Um, tell, what were the ones that came to mind for you of like very s- special, specific memories?
1: Well, Archer, there's some, some uh, great memories of. Playing, Anka, Countess von Fingerbang.
0: It must have been so much fun to not do something kid-oriented and and tap yes. into that.
1: I have to say that I really like the fact that I've gotten to do both kid and adult cartoons, and it's always very freeing for me because I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty nice. Girl, huh? I guess. You think like at least people perceive me that way. Okay, gotcha. So, but I've got this dark streak, and so any time that I get to bring out my dark streak in in animation, I'm always really, really
0: happy. And, uh, and yeah, I love the whole idea of like it's like that opening scene of R- Roger Rabbit where the baby <laughs> where the baby yes! gets to talk in real life, right. and starts smoking a cigar, and he's like, ah, oh, freaking right, you know, just a foul mouth. And <laughs>
1: I love how I said I'm a nice girl, and you're like, really? <laughs> See, because you've gotten it, you've got to peek behind the curtain.
0: I wasn't, I wasn't sure you caught that. <laughs>
1: oh, I got that. I got that. You actually got points for that. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember that. Um, yeah, somebody that I had not seen for a really long time walked in, and as I was miming fellatio on a lollipop <laughs> during Archer, and I'm like, oh, "How's your baby? Hi." <laughs> yeah.
0: A little behind the scenes, folks. little behind
1: the scenes. I. This is the sad thing about radio is that you're turning so red right now, and no one can see it. So just <laughs> everybody God. know that
0: this is. It's well, look. Kind there's the dark side of voice acting. You may not actually have to do the whole casting couch thing that you've heard about in Hollywood, but you do have to uh, pretend to <laughs> <laughs> and make the noise. You do have to make the noises. And that can be just as humiliating.
1: Literally, I, I do have to say that that one of the keys to success in voiceover, especially for women, is not to take yourself too seriously. Because
0: you have to do ridiculous you things. You
1: have to do ridiculous things all the time. And and anytime I see especially a gal coming into the studio and uh, being so worried about, you know, making fart sounds or anything like this. I'm like, oh, sweetie, you're not going to work very long because it's just...
0: I mean, it is. I mean, it looks like fun and it can be. It's a lot of hard work and we get that, but it is one of the most ridiculous jobs in the world. It's
1: ridiculous and silly and you have to just be, you have to have a little healthy dose of self-deprecation and... All of this. I mean, I was just doing vomit noises yesterday yes. in a session. And... All right.
0: Here, th- I did this with James Arnold Taylor. It's the most fun thing in the world to do with you guys, and so I'm going to do it to you. In rapid succession, okay. this is your uh, video game uh walla session basically. I'm going to throw out a physical uh, something, and you have to recreate it immediately. Are okay. you ready?
1: I'm backing up a little bit. All right. Okay, yes.
0: Uh, punch to the gut. Oh! S- uh, slap to the face. <laughs> uh, tweaked your nose. <laughs> Uh, fell off a cliff <laughs> stepped on your toe <sighs> vaccination at the doctor uh something's making you slightly nauseous <laughs> and fart sound <laughs> Oh, that was so cute. Hi. That was such a car. Right? <laughs> that was such a Kari fart, which is how they shall heretofore be known, or Thank henceforth you. be known. Yeah. The Kari fart. Um, all right. <laughs> Here's my list of questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my favorite thing ever. The,
1: yeah. I mean, next time I like call you, your ringtone's gonna come. It
0: I'm so isolating Aw. that. Um, uh, <laughs> um, favorite movie all time. Oh. Just oh no, I know everybody agonizes. Oh, there's so many. You know, there's one. What is it? Uh, Say it. Gone with wind. Okay. Jeez, how hard was that?
1: It was hard.
0: Okay. How often do you watch that?
1: Once every few years. Yeah. Because it's an investment.
0: It's a commitment. Yeah. It's a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like kind of like uh, sitting down. My son and I will get all manly some weekend when there's nothing going on. We'll go. All right, you ready? All right, The Great Escape. Here we go. You got got half the day? Here we go.
1: (laughs) Although I do want to throw in that I do think Casino Royale is one of the most perfect movies in recent history. Oh,
0: you mean the the more current Bond thing? Really?
1: Yeah, the Daniel Craig Casino Royale movie. Interesting. Just from a script standpoint and how it was shot and bringing back actual stunt people to do the stunts instead of CGI and stuff. I just think it's a brilliant film. Oh, wow. I'm throwing that in.
0: Um, uh, You were forced to go on stage at a karaoke bar. What would be the go-to song?
1: Total Eclipse of the Heart.
0: Oh, sweet. So right or Crazy
1: the... by Britney Spears. Oh,
0: <laughs> good. I like the differing uh, genres and uh, uh, eras there. Uh, junk food. Go-to junk food. Doritos. Not counting animated versions. Have you ever, and if not, would you ever work with a monkey? Okay, boy, really agonizing over this. You know, response. I
1: am because I I always thought that they were super cute, but uh-huh. then I then I read some article that when they make that little smiley face, that they're actually distressed. Yeah. So monkeys
0: getting a bad rap these days. There's right. There's some bad monkey news lately.
1: So I would I would have to really kind of sit down with the monkey and say, Hey, are you distressed, kid? Really? Yeah. So you'd
0: actually kind of want to kind of get in the monkey's head a little bit.
1: I'd want to kind of feel out the energy of the monkey. <laughs> That does not sound right at all. Nope,
0: nope, but it's going on your Wikipedia page. I would want to feel out
1: the monkey. Oh, No,
0: don't want to do that either. Hmm. Let's just stick with animated monkeys and move at that. All right.
1: Pass.
0: So what do you think? Should we post this one? (laughs) (laughs) Or should we just, like, take three? I
1: wish I had, like, a more tinkling, delicate laugh, but I, like, get this really horsey laugh when I'm laughing really hard. (laughs) If you... (laughs) Right?
0: If you want, you you can wrap things up with a Kari fart.
1: Huh? I like how it's a question, too, right? Uh
0: Did I really do that? (laughs) Is there anything we should plug or can we end on the fart? Um, Anything new? Anything to announce? You can't talk about so much stuff.
1: I I can't say that we, okay, here's a big one. We are recording season three of Rick and Morty as we speak. Sweet! So to the Rick and Morty fans out there, just hold tight. It's going to be a great season. Very excited about that. Um, can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. <laughs> oh, uh, New episodes of Fairly Odd Parents are coming on Nickelodeon. Uh, new episodes of Harvey Beaks yes. is on uh, Nickelodeon. Sweet. Um, and there will be some new announcements soon that I cannot talk about yet.
0: Where should people follow you?
1: Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Kari Walgren. It's K A R I W A H L G R E N. You can also find me on Instagram, Kari underscore Walgren. <laughs> Same spelling.
0: Same spelling. Same
1: uh-huh. spelling. And uh, and on Facebook.
0: All right, Kari Walgren. Okay, we should We should have ended on the fart. Uh-huh. Uh, there we go. The end. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and she just didn't stop.
1: I just can't stop now.
0: And then suddenly they were real, and it got really right? strange. Get a monkey.
1: Get a monkey.